Hey there, everyone. Emil here, and you're listening to another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night. Okay, um, this episode's gonna be a bit weird. It's just me babbling on by myself. I was sick the entire week, so I didn't really have time to edit the episode that was supposed to come out this week. So I just ended up talking to myself on the microphone here, talking about my week, talking about the games. I covered like BlizzCon, I talked about all of the betas I've been to, um, things like that, I guess. I hope you guys uh, don't mind this, and I hope you guys enjoy me talking to myself about things I'm interested in. Sorry if I sound a little sick, yeah? (laughs) I'm still a bit weak, guys. Um, We'll try out this format next week. I'll be editing the episode that was supposed to be released for the day and we'll be back to that but you guys tell me what you guys think about this sort of audio blog type of thing and maybe we can improve on it maybe we can do something in the future yeah something interesting yeah well anyways um that's it for now i guess this is new to me too so um conversations about life and video games every week (laughs) here's episode 14 with me (laughs) Hey there everyone, my name is Emil and you're listening to another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night. Okay, this is gonna be a weird one. Um, I was sick the entire week. Uh, I've been waking up with um, fevers in the morning and like I would get better throughout the day. But when I get back to sleep, I would wake up and I would have a fever again. So, sorry guys, I've been sick this whole week and I've been trying to get this episode done but I haven't been able to find time to edit and I really just haven't been feeling good, you know? So, I think I'm gonna focus on trying to get better and like, now that I feel a bit better, I thought maybe I could do a audio blog sort of thing where I just talk for a few minutes. I don't know, something I wanna try. A lot has been going on lately, I mean, Even though I was sick, I got to play like a bunch of games and this week I have a bunch of interviews lined up and last week's episode to edit and release and that's pretty much it. But for now, I guess uh, I can talk about my week if you guys wanna hear something like that, yeah? Um, while I was sick, I guess, I, um, I preoccupied myself playing Hearthstone, Hearthstone, Hearth- I'm never gonna get the pronunciation on that, right? Like, all of my friends correct me that it's Hearthstone. I keep saying Hearthstone for some reason. I do not know. But yeah, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone and I've been getting better at arena runs. Uh, my, my friend introduced me to this like website called Hearth Arena and it like teaches you how to draft better. I've been learning a lot and I think I can finally draft by myself for now. And like that's that's always been my problem with Arena. Like I've never been able to draft a proper deck myself. I mean, I enjoy card games, I enjoy TCGs and stuff like that, but like I've never completely understood what it takes to draft a good deck, especially when it comes to like a random pool of three cards each time and shit like that. Like the people who play Hearthstone, you guys will know what I'm talking about. But anyways, yeah, I've been getting better at that. Hearth Arena has been a really useful tool for me to understand why I should be picking this card over this card and this card over this card, especially since I've already picked this card before, you know? It's super interesting, and if you guys are into Hearthstone and stuff like that, maybe you guys should check it out, yeah? Improve your arena runs. Ever since I started using Hearth Arena, I've been getting like a minimum of five wins, which is pretty cool, yeah. Uh, besides that, I've been absorbing myself in Guild Wars 2, yeah, um, the new expansion came out the other week and I've been playing a lot of that, I've been mostly um, focusing on getting the story done, um, it's fun, um, ArenaNet has finally improved on their storytelling 
delivery, I guess, which has been one of my um, bigger gripes with um, the Guild Wars 2 franchise, how they tell their story, how they tell their lore. I mean, they've been very successful with creating like an interesting free-flowing world around them with the dynamic events and stuff and like being in an area, you actually like being with other players and things just kind of happen and you guys follow dynamic events and stories and these little story pieces are told through these dynamic events. I'm a big fan of that, but they've never really nailed down like actually telling a proper story through their you know story mode like um, the old personal story or how we experienced um, season one living world or season two living world and now we have Heart of Thorns which I really like because they're actually leaning more towards cutscenes things like that scenes where we actually get to see in lore characters interact with each other which is to me something very important when it comes to an MMO a lot of people say like oh they should focus on the gameplay which is good and stuff like that but like there's really a place for the cinematics in my opinion like it adds to the it adds to the personality of the characters you know and i think sometimes we take them for granted in a way that like for example like when you see a game and like you see the cinematic and then you see the gameplay you're always thinking like ah oh, the cinematic is not representative of the gameplay at all this is horrible shit like that i understand that i understand the people coming from that angle and i've been in that camp too myself i'm like yeah, I would really hope that like the cinematic would be representative of the gameplay. But I really think we take it for granted in a sense that the layer of storytelling, the layer of exposition that it can give to the game world, because I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of world building. I'm a big fan of adding character, adding personality to these set pieces in the world, that kind of shit. But the interesting things they did, I guess, like off the top of my head, like they didn't raise the level cap. They added four new maps to the game, stuff like that. Oh man. Like I really hope this isn't like too weird me talking about this i mean i'm sure not all of you play guild wars 2 it's a great game though um the core game is actually out there for free right now so you could dip your toes in there if you guys want but the expansion itself there's a new class called the revenant pretty cool uh, an actual class that manages a sort of energy pool sort of a mana pool like something that guild wars has not had since guild wars 1 i really like that kind of playstyle. feels like managing the runes on the death knight or something like that i used to be a wow player after all as far as as the Guild Wars 2 experience has gone so far, I really enjoy the new maps and I really like the direction they're going. The new maps feel a lot like how one of the final areas in the core Guild Wars 2 game was supposed to be. They feel like the actualization of that vision. They feel like everything ArenaNet has learned so far. But as far as that, everything is great and I think um nabitin lang ako sa story. Because like I finished the entire um, story mode and like medyo bitin. I'm not gonna talk about spoilers or anything like that but when I thought about it though I was like oh but they're going to release raids next next week or something like that I don't have any idea when they're actually releasing raids but um with the release of raids they're probably gonna continue the story right um i'm not sure yet but yeah i'll keep an eye on that um so far guild wars was fun the elite specializations were fun i love my daredevil i'm probably never gonna be able to go back to normal dodging it's super cool okay i think i blabbered on about guild wars a bit too much for those that play guild wars out there check it out it's massively cool if you guys are already playing um guild wars 2 maybe send me a message tell me what you think about it yeah um all right besides that 
There was also the Tree of Savior beta the other week. I got to play that a bit, just a bit. I wasn't able to play a lot of it because the Tree of Savior um, servers weren't very cooperative with the uh, very bad internet. I couldn't walk properly. I couldn't get a skill shot off. I really didn't enjoy myself as much as I should have. But a lot of my other friends who have better internet than me seem to have enjoyed it. They leveled characters all the way through the 90 or something like that. Like some bananas level that I didn't even reach or didn't even plan on reaching because it's a beta. Um, besides that, like it felt great to be in that like space again. It felt great to be in that 2D, 3D kind of world again. Very nostalgic, very reminiscent. I enjoyed it. Um, Guild Wars has probably spoiled me on UI design and shit like that and like how certain things are delivered. Um, so it was a bit jarring to see the UI like all scattered about like that again. But after a while, you get used to it and it's actually quite nice. I enjoyed it and I think when the game releases, I'm gonna give it a shot again. See if it's something I can get into during my off time. Um, there was also the Blade and Soul beta. <laughs> kind of a weird ass disappointment for me actually. I mean, Blade and Soul, like I mentioned in the previous episode, it's been like this game that I've been keeping an eye on for the past like four years or something. I heard about it like four years ago. The initial trailers came out four years ago and it's been out in like Korea and stuff like that, but it's never been localized and it's always looked like such a fun game to me. Plus the character designs and shit like that. The overall aesthetic of Blade and Soul was made by one of my favorite Korean artists, Hyung Tae Kim. And like, I was just a big fan of how everything felt, how everything looked, um, how the combat looked. And having never tried it out, having never had like anything localized, that's my cell phone going off, sorry guys. I don't know if it's just the four years. I don't know if it's like me just getting disappointed, but it felt a lot clunkier than I thought it would. And like, I didn't really enjoy myself a lot because of like the traditional questing. And like the traditional questing felt a little clunky, having to talk to characters with exclamation point on their head and like telling you to go to the temple and talk to this character. It was nice and all, but like, I don't know what was taking me out of it. Maybe it was the voice acting, maybe it was the horrendous UI. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what took me out of it, but like something took me out of it. Like I didn't quite enjoy that type of questing anymore. And like, I don't know, I don't know. Well. I'll keep an eye on it. I mean, it's gonna be free to play when it comes out, and I guess that's a thing. And when it comes out, I'm gonna try it again, and who knows, maybe it was just lag, maybe it was just like bad server connections, things like that. Maybe that's what was hampering my experience. Maybe that's why it felt clunky, that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so far, um, I got to try out those games. What was I talking about a while ago? Uh, Hearthstone, Guild Wars, Tree of Savior, Blade and Soul, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'll keep an eye on those games and like I have a whole bunch more other games to be playing. I mean like, I haven't even bought Undertale yet. Like I promised myself I would buy Undertale and I still haven't bought Undertale. I really should just go downstairs and like buy some Steam credit or something like that and buy it already and get it over with. I hear it's such a great game. Um, there's my cell phone again, sorry about that. Okay, um, besides that, uh, yesterday I was actually feeling much better. And today I woke up with no fever, so that's a good sign. Yesterday I felt better, so I decided to go hang out with my friends. And one of my friends actually had a virtual ticket to the BlizzCon stream. That's my friend Cholo. And we all decided to jump on over there and like hang out and watch the stream. I grew up with Blizzard games. I love Blizzard games. I dedicated a long portion of my life to World of Warcraft. That 
kind of stuff. I was very excited and very hyped to hear all the news coming out. I mean, like one of the first things and one of the first things that got me super excited was um, the Warcraft movie trailer that they finally released. And they actually mentioned when they're going to be releasing the movie, which is June 2016. I guess Kutch was right during his prediction, during his interview on this podcast. Yeah, I actually never played like uh, I only played um, Warcraft 3 onwards. So I'm actually not familiar with um, Dorotan's story. I'm really excited for this because I'm getting this feeling that it's going to be one of those movies that anyone can jump into because it's starting from the very beginning, right? It's starting from the point where like we see how the alliance forms, we see how the horde forms, that kind of shit. And I'm really excited to like maybe have it continue to more epic stories like the story of Thrall, the story of like Arthas. Arthas for sure, that would be very epic indeed. And like I see it poised to be like one of those movie franchises wherein a ton of people will get into it. I mean like think like Lord of the Rings, but instead of people saying, oh, I read the book back when I was younger. Instead of that, you have people like, oh, I played through that section of the game back when I was young. Come on, man. And like the kids are like, oh, really? Wow, you you actually played World of Warcraft before. We're gonna have all sorts of interesting experiences that way. So I'm really excited for it to come out. And right when it comes out, I'm probably gonna head to the theaters and watch it. Besides that, uh, what other cool BlizzCon news? BlizzCon news, BlizzCon news, BlizzCon news. Um, there was um, the Heroes of the Storm announcements. There's like a new map called the Arena. I'm not sure what that is yet. It looks like some one-on-one combat, five-on-five combat kind of shit. They even showed this funny thing where like five-on-five all Illidans. Uh, I can't wait to see a match that's like five-on-five all Murkies. For those who play like Heroes of the Storm, you guys know what I mean. There's the new map, there's the new heroes, there was like the Dryad and Greymane. And uh, probably the most interesting news about um, Heroes of the Storm though was um, that new hero, Cho'Gal. Cho'Gal is actually a, a really popular ogre in the Warcraft lore. He's really evil and shit. But the thing with ogres is they have two heads and they can never agree with each other, right? So Blizz did something really interesting like Cho'Gal, one hero, two players. I was just really surprised and really kind of hyped. Like, whoa, wait, what? No one's ever done anything like that before. Like one hero, two players? How is that going to work? So I'm really excited to see like how that's going to pan out. Because I mean, for Starcraft, they already have their Archon mode, one game being controlled by two players. I'm sure that panned out like interestingly. And to bring that over here to Heroes of the Storm, like controlling one hero with two players, that sounds super exciting. And that sounds like something that might uh, shake up the world of MOBA gaming. Ah, it's nice seeing Blizzard like taking the initiative to like experiment and things like that. And the real interesting thing here is that um, Cho'Gal is not available on the store. You can't buy him for real money. You can't buy him for gold. You can't buy him for anything. Uh, The only way you can get Cho'Gal is if you attended BlizzCon. If you attended BlizzCon or you bought a virtual ticket like my friend Cholo. (laughs) Yeah, we all had a blast when they announced that and like we call our friend Cho and he gets Cho'Gal. Yeah, it's really funny. Really funny to us anyways. But yeah, so only they get Cho'Gal, but like, if you can get any of your friends together to play Cho'Gal with you, to team up with you as Cho'Gal, after a few games, they will also get Cho'Gal for free. Which is, to me, like, kind of a super cool way to promote the new hero, the new game mode. It's kind of like a new way of playing the game. It's a nice way to promote that. It's a nice way to experiment. And it's also a nice way to get the word out there that they're doing interesting things with the MOBA genre. So, okay, enough heroes of the storm um heroes of the storm besides that what else do we have we have the overwatch stuff overwatch um i didn't expect this audio blog to become like 
a BlizzCon blog or like a gaming blog. Um, I just want to talk about the exciting things that have been happening to me. Um, Overwatch, the release date. They announced it. It's probably going to be sometime around June. And in the trailers, they actually released some more new characters. Um, there was Mei, there was Genji, and there was Diva. Diva looks really hyped to me. Like this mech pilot suit girl. And like her backstory was super cool actually. She's this ex-professional gamer and the Korean army has started making mech suits and stuff like that. And they've decided to utilize their professional gamers who have the reflexes and the skills to pilot these mechs. It's super cool. And I'm really excited for that. I actually didn't get into the beta, but I hope I get into one of the betas soon so I can give it a shot myself. And they announced that it's not going to be free to play. Overwatch is not going to be free to play. It's going to be um, your regular priced game, probably around $40 and $60 if you're going to be buying the Origins Edition that comes with a whole bunch of cool digital goodies that syncs up with all of Blizzard's other games. Like you get a card back in Hearthstone, you get portraits for StarCraft 2, I think. Like all sorts of shit. You guys should check it out. It's on the Overwatch website. Um, okay, besides that, what else did they announce on BlizzCon? It was a really long ass stream, guys. Like lots of cool news happened. Um, oh yeah, um, they announced the new Hearthstone adventure, League of Explorers. And they always get me with how they make their trailers for Hearthstone. These past two trailers have been really amazing and I really like the direction they're going in there. It's a bit campy, it's a bit fun, they're singing. I really like the way they're handling these sort of releases that it's supposed to be fun guys, it's supposed to be super fun. I really enjoy the mechanics they're um, setting out so far and some people might argue that it's a bit RNG and they don't know how to balance the game and things like that but if you think about it, in my opinion, in my mind right now, Hearthstone is really one of the pioneers in their space. I mean like nobody's actually had this successful of a digital card game so like even if it's blizzard it's still their first time like doing something like this and like i would cut them some slack you know um i think hearthstone is in a good place right now even with some of the balance issues like um war song commander i mean that nerf really sucked it's my opinion that that should have been handled way differently but like i don't know um maybe blizzard has something else in mind maybe blizzard has some inside talks that we don't necessarily know about and that contributed to how they handled the situation but i like the direction they're going in with League of Explorers, especially with the discover mechanic, because it's both RNG and choice at the same time. So you have to have a deep uh, knowledge of mechanics, deep knowledge of outcomes, and have a calculated strategy uh, in order to utilize this RNG. I mean, like other games are the same, like for example, poker. It's always about knowing enough about the game to know your percentage chances of winning and being able to utilize that the best you can. And for me, that's what makes games like this exciting to watch. I was watching um, one of the IGN interviews with like Amaz. Uh, he said like, for example, when it comes to games of pure skill with all of the pieces set out in front of you, like for example chess, you're always going to have the best player win no matter what. As long as both players are playing to their fullest, the best player will always win. Let's not get into the whole discussion of the huge advantage going first gives you and things like that. But I think what makes a game interesting most of the time is the RNG and I think not everyone is okay with that and I think they're forgetting a lot of the times that even in traditional sports there is a component of RNG and that's what makes it interesting because that's the heart that's the soul you know I really don't know how to explain it but like that shows how an athlete that shows how a competitor can rise above adversity to me that's the most exciting thing about watching any sport really I don't watch traditional sports or anything like that but like seeing a team actually pull off that last shot to get the final points it needs to win like those are always the hype moments in games and like 
in any game, I think it's those moments that we strive for. And I think RNG plays a part in that. It's just that I think Blizzard just has to be careful right now how they place their game because you lean too much to RNG and like no one's gonna be happy. But if you lean too much to a skill-oriented thing, there isn't gonna be an opening for new players. I mean, that's the interesting thing about Hearthstone. I mean, even a newbie can beat uh, an experienced player if they try hard enough or if they luck out. And that's interesting. Well, I don't know. Um, uh, I'm going off the rails here. I'm talking about Hearthstone too much again. Uh, besides that, um, BlizzCon, what else? Um, there was the World of Warcraft Legion announcement. Um, not getting back into that. That's the new expansion for World of Warcraft. I used to be a WoW player, but I'm not gonna get back into that. And there's the new StarCraft Legacy of the Void. Um, I haven't played since StarCraft Brood War, but this one looks pretty cool. And I've been on the fence about buying the entire package, the entire StarCraft 2 package. Um, okay. I I think um that's mostly it that's mostly what happened this week and i hope you guys are all right with me talking at length about my week and about the news that i'm interested in hopefully this kind of format works for you guys and i hope that i can improve on this kind of format and i hope you guys enjoyed yourselves okay i think we've covered most of my week and next week i'll be back to regular content i still have that episode from last week that i was supposed to edit uh to release next week that's going to be with um miss iso francis She's a painter friend of mine and she's also a gamer. Super interesting interview, guys. She's a very cool lady. And besides that, I have a bunch of other interviews lined up and hopefully we can get the content rolling again and hopefully my health improves, yeah? Um, I'm feeling much better now and let's hope that keeps going that way, yeah? Okay, um, I guess that's it. Now, if you guys will excuse me, I think my friend Ares is waiting for me downstairs. I told him I'd just be doing some quick work on the recording and quick work on the podcast, and I think I've left him waiting down there. This has been Emil, I guess, and thanks for listening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the audio blog format, and I didn't blather on for too long, okay? See you guys next week. Um, If you guys have any feelings or suggestions about this audio blog format or, like, any questions, I don't know, maybe we could take questions during this type of episode i don't know um send them over to emil in the morning at gmail.com don't be afraid to send an email it's super cool i would very much appreciate questions from you guys and things like that or like maybe give me suggestions on what you guys would like me to talk about that kind of stuff yeah anyways um see you guys i guess i'm out <laughs> see ya and that was another episode of a meal in the morning at night follow our facebook page at facebook.com slash a meal in the morning at night for announcements on when the next episode is out. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach us at at Emil Tang on Twitter. That's at E-M-I-L-E-T-A-N-G. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it over to emilinthemorning at gmail.com. Once again, thank you to everyone for joining us for another episode of Emil in the Morning at Night. And if you're like me, thank you for starting your day with us this fine evening. And to the rest of you people out there, a good night.